the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 355 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along. Uh, I always, I never know if I stuff that up or not. I can't remember. We've been doing this so long now. Uh, it feels like some sort of weird muscle memory and I'm just going to go with whatever I say. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. that's all good. Welcome along. Hello. Uh, how are you, Chris? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, it's been a pretty full on week, which is good. So starting tomorrow, I'm on a retreat. Now, the only when- thing is it's a COVID retreat. So instead of being at Piha for four days, uh, three days, like I was supposed to be, um, I'm at home for three days, but I do want to. Th- I'm not going to be interacting with anyone. Okay, I do Sorry. want to throw it out there. I think Piha would probably be a little bit better than being at home. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm imagining it would be cool, but uh, you know. so the reason we're doing this today is because I felt that it would be really good to do it before you go on this retreat and they reprogram your brain and yeah. make you the best absolute version of yourself. So we've got a starting point, which is right now. And I was just wondering. I will be a new person. That's right. I know. uh, I'm looking forward to it. But I'm just wondering (laughs) how you're feeling about this retreat and what you think you're going to get out of it. And what what if they told you about it? Like, um, Yeah. Okay. So this is a, uh, what do they call it? A thing of mind. It's all about mindsets and mind, mind. Mind control, uh, controlling your own mind, obviously. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, but um, no, no it, it's I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually looking forward to it. I think it should give me some um, uh, insight and should let clarity, me, clarity, yeah, and uh, chill me out a bit because I've been a little stressed uh, of like, okay, but okay. that's cool. So, that, we'll, that's see, the, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I look forward to your feedback, uh, when you come back. If you come back, I mean, you might. <laughs> I just go, you might just. Well, it's not uh, like I'm actually going anywhere. I'm no, no. But, uh, yeah, but after this, you might decide to gap it. And uh, that's the last we heard of Chris. Yes, I, I'm, I'm, I'm calling in this podcast from a um, hut on the uh, slopes of the Himalayas. And, and, we have to, and we have to use your real name of uh, Shamalama Rimram or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Actually, talking about Shamalama Rimram. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> We, I um, jumped onto the climathon yesterday. It was or it was a uh, climate change drinks or climathon seemed to be what they were calling it at the time. Is this the New Zealand thing? Uh, well, no, it's local thing run by Impact Hub. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Harley was involved, eh? Yeah. See, th- that was the Shamalama Rim name thing. Was ah. um, Harley was there because um, yeah. he was doing poems on it? Because he did I a didn't... shout out. He did a shout out to us in their last podcast because of. Basically, he got the gig for that because of TEDx. Yeah, yeah. So Sarah from TEDx got hold of me and said, can you get hold of Harley? We want him for something. And so I passed oh, nice. the, the yeah, details. Yeah. I made sure Harley was okay with it and passed his details along. So, mm-hmm. And I forgot all about it. And then Sarah said you know, a week ago, oh, you know, to me and a whole bunch of other people in a post, I was just tagged in a post on, on LinkedIn, um, we got these climate climate thon thing so i'm like yeah i'd heard about impact hub because i've got pamela recommended me for a role there right uh or oh, there. okay yeah so yeah, i'm yeah. like well I, I i better come along to this thing and i i got there late because i had something else is this in person this thing 
No, it was it was okay, all, just checking. All just checking. Yeah, originally it was going to be in person. Oh, yeah, of course. Moved, yeah. yeah, all that sort of crap. But yeah, it was um it's on um Zoom. So there were four ex speakers from TEDx Rukura there. Um two of them spoke, Harley and James Hutchinson. Oh yeah. Um from KiwiNet. And then uh, also there was Nick, unless she spoke before I got there, Nick uh, Turner from Mainstream Green. Mainstream Green, say that right. Paul, I can't remember Paul's last name. Paul was the very first year we did it, and we only had oh, right. speakers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was him. Um, but, yeah, so uh, it was pretty cool. I was like, you know, bit of TEDx Rukura alumni here. That's nice. pretty good. Pretty good. And, yeah, yeah. And that speaker coach that everybody needs in their life. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I also talked to um, Ella Stewart from um, Impact Hub uh, about the program they're running. It's the Back to Purpose program. What's the so, gist of Impact Hub? Because I don't Impact know. Hub, this is, yeah, Impact Hub started in London, I want to say, four or five years ago. Uh, it's now in like 100 countries around of the course. world or something yeah, like that, you know. Uh, this is Hamilton's the first one in Australasia, though. That's pretty and, cool. Yeah. And um, it does like a startup entrepreneur, uh, what do you call it, incubator for um, impact startup entrepreneurs. So entrepreneurs that are helping, you know, uh, with a social impact as well as the profit. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's one of the things they do, and they do a couple of other things. One of the other things um, is this, like, hosting this climate thing, building up conversation in the in the community about things that matter. You know what I mean? Oh, all right. Okay. So anyway, so I'm looking to do some helping their entrepreneurs with their pitches, similar to what I did with Kokori. Uh, that went pretty well. Good, good chat with Ella yesterday morning about 9 o'clock, so that was cool. Um, and I just see my email. I've got an email back from her. I don't know what it says, so I'll look at that after this uh, Excellent. podcast. Thanks. It's, it's, yeah. How much do you want us to pay you, Chris? And you come up with a figure and then you triple it. Well, actually. Um, Is it a freebie one? Well, no, no, because she goes, she gave me the budget and I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe we'll discuss that after this. Um <laughs> Good, good. Hey, we have to do a shout out to Jamie, don't we? Don't, isn't Jamie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jamie, um, I've forgotten his last name now uh, off the top of my head. But yeah, Jamie that uh, was at um, Drink Up Your Next. He was in Drink Up Your Next and I did uh, improv with him. Yeah. Jim Fishwick's class. So um, yeah, Jamie, shout out to Jamie. Good to, to hear you listening to the podcast. Uh, let, us know if, let, let us know if you ever have a question, Jamie. We will give you an expert answer. It doesn't yes. matter what the topic is. Literally, it doesn't matter. Uh, if you're new to this, there's a lot of randomness involved in the technology and life section as well. So don't worry about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, speaking of uh, expert stuff, I, what, do, what have you got here about African startup to crack COVID? Oh, well, I had this for the other week. So uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. So Moder- Moderna won't share its vaccine recipe, right? Which makes sense because it's like commercially sensitive. Yeah. Uh, but what they've done is they've they've worked out that this one, the Medina one, has a lot of patents and things they can glean from it. So the World Health Organization's hired an African startup to crack how to make it. Um, really? That's interesting. Yeah, it's called Af- Averagin... Afrogen 
biologics and vaccines, and it's a $100 million plan how to make this mRNA vaccine as close as possible to the version produced by Moderna. Because you'd, you'd think, sorry, I'm just going to interrupt for a second. Yeah. You'd think for $100 million, they could probably go $20 million and we can hire somebody out of Moderna that tells us everything. Yeah, I'm not too sure. So it's sort of like they're going to use it as a teaching hub in Africa. So they're going to invite people, manufacturers from around the world to come in and learn the entire process because this will accelerate the availability of the technology not to one manufacturer, but multiple manufacturers. And there's whole regions on Earth, uh, like Africa and the whole of the Middle East, that suffer because they can't produce vaccines themselves. Yeah. And they chose to copy Medina because um, it's quite practical. They've reiterated on several occasions they're not going to enforce intellectual property against anyone, but they're not going to tell anyone exactly how it's made. So... Their patent doesn't disclose how everything's done, but it's sort of written close enough that these guys can work it out. It's quite yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's the, the point of a patent, right? It's got to explain what it yeah, is, yeah. but it tries to avoid the, the secret herbs and spices part. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's cool. I like that. I think that's um, so the something end- that definitely has to be done. Like, yeah, it's even if they don't help us in the, in, you know, in a first world country. If the no. third world countries just keep re-getting um, yeah. these things and and the uh, diseases are um, what do you call it evolving, so rapidly. a lot of yeah, a lot of it is like so they know what the process is moving forward into the future. If we have something else, yeah, exactly. Happen. Talking about COVID, let's let's stick with that. Uh, what else did I have? What about the stupid protests in Wellington? I didn't see anything. I saw something like a headline, and I, I didn't see anything about it. What happened? They, a uh, couple of thousand, oh, quite a lot of people turned up on the steps of parliament to all moan and complain about stuff. Now, the the, the big thing is, and it was on a headline today, I, and I agree with it, is protests are protests. And it's good if they all have a central voice and they're all going, talking about one problem. Yes. These people aren't. They're talking about multi sovereignty, some weird mining thing that happened in Australia 50 years ago, COVID 19. 5G, the Maori treatment, uh, treatment of Maori, uh, Treaty of Waitangi, Nazism. So all it's, this, it's yeah. a nut fest. It's a nut fest. It's yeah. a full-on nut fest. Some of the nutters actually got taken out yesterday with a with a crash with a truck in Levin. So four people died. Three of them are from the same school. A teacher, a teacher aide, and the caretaker were all at that protest, and they all got taken out, unfortunately. So sad for them and their families. Yeah, it sucks, but... Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree. It's we're we're really we're really really suffering from this uh, educational issue right now. Oh, I um, think I I I really really I I mean we can't do it, but I'd really love to if you could do an A B comparison of how it all went down right now and how it would have gone down if everything was exactly the same, but we didn't have the media section, like we didn't have social media and stuff. So let's go back fifty years. Mm. And just see what it would be like. Like, well, would- it, it, it would have played out fairly similar because the Spanish flu, the second year had three times as much, or might have been twice as much death than the first year, despite the fact they knew what to do with it because everybody got pissed off with the mask and said, We're not doing this anymore. Oh. And but, so, and that was well before social media. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, that's cool. But, 
do you think like the ability because like back in the day you'd have your group of people or your community or whatever and you'd have a couple of nut jobs in that community but now the nut jobs can all join in and communicate with each other that's the problem yeah i i think nut jobs can always have always had that community not at the scale but no. the point is and i think it's the same now as it was then it's that one charismatic good communicator who's a nut job that but, really drives it right so if you get yeah, somebody yeah. who's really good at communicating that's the problem aka um uh adolf hitler um has a nut, nutty idea and he's a brilliant communicator yeah, we got a problem. Some right? of these people in the protest were like, make America great again and Trump is the best and all this random stuff. Because for some reason, they seem to think that that's important because, I don't know, they're just drinking the Kool-Aid of the internet. And um, some people had some uh, like signs about the marijuana referendum and some people were like, oh, they must have gone, I've got some signs in the garage. What should I do? Let's go and do that. You might as well have, you know, WWE posters and go Jim's uh, Hacks or Jim Duggan. I, I mean, don't know. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if there was any funny ones there, but there should have been. But, hey, but uh, no, I'm not. I, I mean, it means it means as much. Yeah, exactly. To, to the Sing- thing. Singapore, anyway. Singapore has come out and said they're not going to give free COVID nineteen treatment to people that are unvaccinated by choice. So eighty five percent of Singapore. So that, that's what I said the other week, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Eighty-five percent are fully vaccinated. Eighteen percent have re- received booster shots already. We can get booster shots. That they've said that booster shots are coming. They're going to probably approve it on Monday, a uh, day after this podcast comes out, and it's probably going to be six months after your second jab. So yeah. I can almost get a booster shot straight away because I, I've, yeah, I've had. I had my second uh, COVID vaccine in like May or something stupid. Oh, right, right. Anyway, so because what they're finding is all the unvaccinated people in Singapore are making up most of the people that require intensive hospital treatment. Yeah, I I think that's a good way to do it. If you turn down the free vaccine, you're going to have to pay something for any treatment because, you know, you're costing us money that we didn't have to pay. Uh, yeah, yeah, and totally. when I say we, taxpayers, right? Yeah. Just on that too, I, I, I haven't got it written down, but I just remembered. I got my um, health tracking email yesterday. Oh, I'm yeah. with real me so I can see when my um, yes, I, uh, shots were and stuff. And I've, I I took a photo of the screen. So I've got a photo on my phone yeah. of the QR code so I could show somebody they could scan it. And I assume they can then see that. Yeah, I think that's the idea. Uh, I signed up for that, but I don't think the QR code was ready when I first went into it, but I should go back in and do that screenshot. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to press something to get that QR code come up, but I, I didn't oh, know right. what I was doing. So it was there anyway. If in doubt, mash the keyboard. Pretty much. Well, you know me. That's my technological <laughs> tip for the day. <laughs> I got, let's have a, this, this is our movie segment. Did you see Peter Jackson um, has is selling Weta Digital Visual Effects Department? No, I didn't. It only got announced today. This is what's happening. He's selling their visual effects tech division to Unity Software, which is the 3D game development platform. For one point, the Unreal Engine guys, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One point six two five billion dollars. Oh yeah, he could retire on that. I'm sure he could retire anyway. So, so that means they get 275 engineers 
and they've used the the visual effects department have worked on pretty much every TV show and movie you could imagine. Yeah. Um, um, are they keeping them in New Zealand? Yeah, I don't know about that. I can't imagine that they would. I don't know. See, I would, knowing what I think I know about Peter Jackson, I would say a big part of that would be part of his deal. I assume so, yeah. I, um, I think he's that sort of guy. But then again, I mean, I don't know. So what they want to do, Unity, basically, is they want to use the tools that Wetters have made to basically create a software project, uh, a software platform, I guess, that anybody can use. So they're going to try and have like a subscription service tool, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'd be interesting to see how that goes. Adobe style. I uh, think so. Yeah. I wonder if they're going up against that sort of stuff. Alec Baldwin, obviously, has oh, been yes. involved in the shooting thing. Yeah. He's calling for police officers to be on film sets. I saw that on the news and it was like really brief, as brief as what you just said. And yeah, I was good. like, what the, what are you talking about? Exactly. What? That's what I was thinking when I wrote this thing down. I'm like, what are you on about? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I if think, you have a pro- I think police officers have something better to do than sit on their ass in a movie set all day. Like, seriously. Also, I don't trust half the cops to not shoot more people just randomly themselves. Well, the ones in the States particularly, yeah. Exactly. I think that they should bring in more certificate. Like, there's how many movies? There must be a certified armorer, like a a certification for armorer. I'm assuming so. But how many movies, TV shows have had guns in them? And how many incidents have there been? Yeah. You know, so... I know th- this is a terrible thing, and, and, and there was some things that went wrong, but I don't know. It all seems weird. Did you hear The Rock's announcement? Yeah, he's not going to use any real guns on TV shows or movie. Yeah, uh, and movies. he's not going to be involved with any movies or uh, shows that has anything real, and none of his stuff is going to be real. So you uh, can make all in post. But, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, you can make a gun that's identical to a real gun, every single bit to it, Apart from that, it doesn't fire anything. I've got one in the bedroom that I'm. I've got of course to, you do. I've it's got what it's Chris's special, um, you know, sexual aid. Is that what it is? <laughs> no. Well, I shouldn't say the bedroom. The spare bedroom. Oh, uh, it, it, no, better. it's a paper one. It's one of those. Um, yeah, exactly. Ones you buy. For, I bought it from AliExpress specifically for movies. I haven't even cut it out or done anything yet, but um, I wanted to see how how it looked and whether we could use it for a movie. Yeah. Um, so anyway. So, Anyway, moving on. We've got a heap of stuff here. So uh, what I wanted to say, oh, check this out. This story got me. Uh, This dude lost his house in the UK. So the guy's working out of town for extended period, and I forget what he was doing. I don't think I even mentioned it. Okay. And he was, he lived in, his house was in London, I think, and he was up like Scotland or somewhere, you know, like or a little bit North England or something. And so he's working out of time town for an extended period, he gets a call from his neighbour because he's been living there for years and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and good. his neighbour rings up and goes, are you home? Like, rings his cell phone, you home? No, your lights are on. And so he just immediately just jumps in the car because the end of the day, jumps in his car and drives back to city and his home. He goes up to the front door, puts his key in, doesn't fit. <laughs> he sort okay. of bangs on the door and a tradesman comes to the door and this guy just pushes past the tradesman, yeah. and he, he looks around. He's in totally in shock. Um, the furniture's all been taken off out. Mm. 
they're ripping down a plasterboard wall because they're yeah. remodeling it. Okay. And they're dismantling the kitchen. And he's like, what the hell are you doing? Get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. Type thing. And then um, this new owner turns up and told him to leave and he's trespassing. And the guy goes, yeah, call the cops. And the cops come. Investigations are made with the land office. The property has legally been sold. And what? so they're like, no, nah, you're out. This guy bought the house. Turns out it was a case of identity theft. Whoa. And the guy got his their equivalent of social security number or whatever. Yeah. Um, or license and got a driver's license and then went to the land office, sold it for hundred and two hundred, five hundred thousand pounds, whatever the yeah. hell it was, and uh disappears. And um, but the house has been legally sold, so the dude's out of luck. Hey, I'm amazed that doesn't happen more often. It does happen. So it's not common, but it does happen. So they have two or three of those a year. Oh, I was just thinking like with the market being so hot and you could probably sell anything to anyone uh, super quick. I think the key is the fact that he was out of town for an extended No, no, that is the key. Time. You have to yeah. you somehow have to. figure out that these people are away. Yeah, you have to suss that out. and It must be a, an intricate con. Mm. Uh, yeah, just poor, bu- poor bugger, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the cops oh, are talking about like, poor okay. buggers. Did you hear about the Squid Game cryptocurrency? I su- did it. I saw something real briefly and I didn't know what was going on, but did it go really high and then it tanked? Yeah. So um, when Squid uh, Squid Game, like the, the TV series, was hitting its peak, mm. this cryptocurrency came out and they said, oh, you know, buy some of this cryptocurrency. It's going to be more amazing. And we're going to use it in games. And they had some sort of story about this and it hit the news. There mm. were some warnings in the me- media that it looked a little bit suspicious and might be what they call a rug pull. Ooh. And it totally was. So it went from 0.001% yeah. up to $2,800 per coin. Nice. And that's when the owners sold it and disappeared. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Any, anybody can make one of these coins. There's like, uh, I, if you follow a subreddit, there's a subreddit called Crypto Trading or something. These guys just come on and they're like, hey, this is the next big thing. We're calling it whatever. Like we could have the Chris and Sam coin and they, and these people buy it or don't buy it because whatever. And then some of them just disappear. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, do you remember the other week I, I talked about somebody in the wilderness um, getting drunk and then joining a search party? And yeah, 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 that for, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's he up to? Well, this is the this is a different one, but it's oh. in the same. We we should have a a, a thing for this, a segment for this, because this guy, dumbasses in the wild, dumbasses in the wild. That's good. I like that. A Colorado rescue team has some simple advice for lost hikers or anyone else that might find themselves stranded in the mountains. Yeah. Answer your phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they got the guy. Um, the guy was um, lost. And yeah. they called the person's cell phone multiple times, but weren't um, able to reach him. And he didn't recognize the number. So he refused to answer the phone. I saw some comments. <laughs> I know. I know. But that. that... <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just the dumbest thing. I mean, jeez. But that's a um, generational thing. If you see any young person these days will never, ever answer the phone. 
they'd be like, no, I don't know who that is. I'm not answering it. It could be anybody. It could be really important. Uh, I saw in some comments, they were like, did they not text him as well? And some people go, well, they normally do. From my very limited experience from uh, people getting lost in places, I think if you're going out somewhere, it's probably a good idea to like turn your phone off if you don't need it. Because from what I've heard, every time they get lost and they ring up for help, it's like always fading light. And they've always got like 3% of battery left. And they're trying to pinpoint this person with like the last couple of percent of battery. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'd totally turn my phone off. Or I'd case. take a power bank with me. Yeah, yeah. True, true. But anyway. Um, yeah, but you're so organized, you'd probably take a nap as well, and then you wouldn't be lost. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yes, too, too. Um, yeah, okay. Um, what else have we got here? Oh, there's something oh, here. There's... That, well, you've got a big pumpkins drama. What's going on? Oh, so bigpumpkins.com is this website that's been around since 1996. It's oh, absolute- you've talked about this a few times? That- I think so. It's absolutely yeah. terrible to look at. It's got a for- It's got a message board, which never tells you if anyone replies to you. It has the section where it's got growers' diaries where you can post photos and a little story about what you're up to. Now, like I said, this website's really, really old. It was built in 1996, and it's never had an upgrade since. The guy, Ken, runs it from a basement in his house. When he floods, the website goes offline. When, anyway, <laughs> so there's these twins that grow in the UK. They grow the biggest pumpkins in the UK. One of them seems really weird, and the other one seems really normal, and that's literally just from me seeing them on the internet. But one of them did this big post, and it was like, hey, I don't like it when there's a personal attack against Ken. Ken's the guy that runs Big Pumpkins. He's a personal friend of mine. He's great. You know, we've been posting here for 15 years solid. We do all these updates and all of this. And you know what? I'm not going to post here anymore. I might do a video on Instagram. See you later. And I'm like, A, I don't know what the personal attack was or who was having a go at Ken because I couldn't see anything. And I wrote, wouldn't it make more sense for you to keep posting here to bring people to the website because you're a top grower? And supports Ken? it's quite, yeah, and there's quite a few people that have said the same thing I said, and they haven't replied because I think they've just run off and gone to Instagram. It was just a weird thing. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, and was it the weird twin or the good twin? Or you don't oh, know? I don't know. Oh, it's hard to yeah. tell. They're identical. <laughs> well, they're identical. All right. Um, cool, cool, cool. What was I going to say? I was going to say something. Uh, uh, you, you can pick one. I'm, I'm looking. I think Is all it, the rest are yours, man. They are. I know. I've been busy. Okay, so what's the – oh, there was something about New Zealand um, DHBs not liking – I've lost it. Oh, oh why can't DHB snubs New Zealand firm? So remember remember, D, remember, Waikato DHB had that ransomware attack and it sounded dodgy oh, as, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they wouldn't pay the ran- – I don't even know what's happened out of that, really. Yeah, because they kept it quiet, which I think was the right call to be yeah. fair. But yeah. So there was a Kiwi cybersecurity firm that just that said we can come in and help you and Waikato DHB said nah don't worry about it they've been celebrated again overseas because they've been helping companies in uh, around the world to get their data back and keeping millions of dollars out of cyber criminals hands the company's called MZsoft MZsoft cool yeah who the CEO relocated from Austria to a lifestyle block in Nelson 
and um, he's got a team of 40 around the world. Yeah. They Nine days into Waikato DHB being paralyzed, he um, said that he hadn't heard back from them. And he said, oh, well, tough, tough, luck. Uh, tough luck. Uh, the New York Times have said, hey, this company's amazing. They've helped do all this stuff, uh, stop all these cyber attacks around the world. So good on them. I don't want um, to be slanderous, but my cynicism would say the other ones doing the attacks and then they're coming, swooping in and solving. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> you know where I'm coming from with that. Um, I'm not suggesting that's actually the case, but with my devious oh. mind, that's where it goes first. Some Someone will be doing that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I am if it's not sure. Them. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, cool, cool, cool. What else have we got here? We got uh, New York mayor is going to be, wants to be paid in Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, I thought you'd be all over this one. So um, the next mayor, his name is Eric Adams. He's the mayor-elect for New York, and he's the former police captain. He was elected this week. He's taking over at the end of the current bill, uh, the current mayor, sorry, who I've never heard of, Bill de de Blasio. He he ran um, for president as well. Of course he did. They all did. Well, half America did, so yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. He wants his first three paychecks in Bitcoin, and he wants to make New York the center of cryptocurrency industry. I, I reckon we should they should pay him in squid, squid game coin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting uh, to see how that goes for him. Um, it's been criticized in the past, obviously, the cryptocurrency because of its environmental impact. There's a lot to run those servers and stuff. Now, that is that right for all cryptocurrencies or just Bitcoin? Because I don't think a lot of the others are mined, quote unquote no, mined. Right? I think you're right. But yeah, so 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 Bitcoin is mined, and yes, that that costs a lot of um, yes. greenhouse whatever you know. Yeah. Okay. But cool. uh, but you see some of these cryptocurrency guys that are mining, you can see online and stuff that they they're buying old power stations and converting them to like mining Bitcoin. Because they've got so much money. There was a video I saw of this guy and he goes, oh, we've just set this up. And he was in the desert somewhere. I don't know where it was. And he went into like this huge like aircraft hangar type room. And he went in there and there was like thousands of servers. And he goes, they're all mining Bitcoin. Look at them go. Yeah, Marty um, that I work with in telecom, telecom. So how long ago was that telecom? That was 2012. So it was almost a decade ago. Mm. When I left, he had a rack of five or six um computers at home in the garage just mining Bitcoin. going away yeah um wow. and i don't know i don't know if he kept it up i haven't really spoken to him in the last decade but yeah 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 anyway that brings us to the end of the podcast what else you, have you got anything else coming up apart from your uh transformational no, mind hacking no i'm not thinking thing? about anything else but my transformational weekend um did i tell you i'm not drinking this month you did say that how's that going you mentioned that last uh, yeah week. no it's cool uh well they i worked on sunday in the boss goes anyone want a free beer i'm like uh no um, it wasn't really it wasn't really a big deal i wasn't really good, going though. to say i wouldn't do it but i was like ah i've started now i'll finish the month out and nice. it's my birthday this month so that's no good. it is it is are you doing anything for your birthday <laughs> no <laughs> okay when is your birthday I, is it the 24th or 23rd. Oh, yeah. yeah that's close i mean is are we able to do anything like no you can have a zoom party <laughs> I can stand on the street with my mask and my sunglasses on. Just yell at I people. Mean. I mean, uh, I at, uh, at six o'clock tonight, like in an hour and a half, I uh, 
I put a $1 bid on a Lazy Boy chair and uh, I won it for a dollar. So I have to go pick up this chair, which I completely um, forgot about until I got this email. And I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> well, you've got I, plenty of room there, though, eh? Hopefully. I mean, since it'll I've go taken, behind me. Since I've taken yeah. all that, my furniture out yeah, of the yeah, place, yeah, that's right. You would have plenty of room. I couldn't fit anything else in this place, I tell you. Jesus. No, but you do have it laid out quite well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's I'm pretty, pretty good. happy with the way things are here. I all am, right, cool. Um, yes. So you don't have anything else to... I uh, I came up with an idea last week and I built a brand new website over the weekend and I can't really talk about it right now uh, because I'm only 95% done. But uh, once I've once I've done it, I'll let everyone know. That's a tease for next week, people. Tune in uh, next week. Well, and... it, might, it might not be ready by next week. I'm okay, just well, gotta... tune in next week and you'll hear about my transformation. That's and, right. And then the week after that, maybe you'll hear about the new greatest Social media platform beyond what Trump can envisage. Uh, Maybe. Whatever it, it is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. Until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.